Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 40. I'm Aaron M. Rousen in Los Angeles, California. And with me, Tim Houston in Louisville, Kentucky. Over the hill. 40, yeah. 40 episodes. Um, let's get to the party store for our little over the hill hats. Yeah, I'm going to get you a little hat that looks like a gravestone that says yeah. over the hill. I never really, as a kid, I never really understood. Like as a as, like as a young kid, I didn't understand what over the hill meant or like why mm-hmm. when someone turned 40, you basically celebrated their birthday like it was a slippery slide into death. <laughs> um, but now I guess I get it. Yeah. So that's depressing. But I mean, the circle of life, I guess. Yeah. So uh, speaking of somebody who's really only... He's uh, not even, he's about halfway to the hill, I guess. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Whoops. Uh. Yowza, yowza, yowza. Where do we start on this one? Where do we Um, start? I I guess we should start with his, uh, problem's not the right word. (laughs) Just, uh, his misstep. How about that? (laughs) I feel like that's a very gracious way to address what what happened. So he secretly recorded a conversation between him and Swaggy P Mm -hmm. where they discussed the State of the Union between Swaggy P and uh, Iggy Azalea. And Swaggy P basically comments that he's I don't know what the exact verbiage was, but that, you know, there were other women. Mm-hmm. Which, I, like, okay. Not to be... Mm, what's the word? I don't, I don't even know. Not to be dark about this, but, like, I, I don't think I would ever... Knowing what I know, mm-hmm. which is limited, I don't think I would ever have the expectation that I would date a pro athlete and they would be, like, totally on the up and up. Oh, oh, just... (laughs) Yeah, that you would have a completely monogamous relationship with them? Yeah, I feel like you're you're getting into... If you're in a relationship with someone who is a professional athlete, that's like a house of cards situation. Mm -hmm. Like... I just don't believe, I mean, you know, I've watched Love and Basketball. I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I lived, I was alive for, you know, the Kobe situation. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I don't know. And not that, not to say that that justifies any of this, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, that's so shocking. Nick Young is not faithful. Like, <laughs> not shocking. Actually, yeah. would be more shocking if... If he was like, you know what? I am a totally faithful partner. So <laughs> I love her so much. I cry every morning. Yeah. Like when we, when we're on the road, I just stay in my hotel room and I watch reruns of property brothers. Like I, you know, <laughs> I, I, just, like, I just don't. <laughs> that would be so amazing. And so shocking. Ugh, what, what if you, and then, the and then we probably watch... wouldn't even be having this conversation about D'Angelo Russell. That's true. D'Angelo We'd be Russell. like, 
We'd be like Swaggy P likes Property Brothers too. Yeah, because where's the where's the sweepstakes to win a night watching Property Brothers with <laughs> Swaggy, Swaggy P? What if he comments on the backsplash? What do you do? So lose your mind. That's what I do. <laughs> lose your mind. <laughs> so I I just so so that aside, the un unsurprising revelation that Swaggy P may not be totally faithful to Iggy Azalea. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, put that, put that just boop, boop on the side. Yep. The idea that, now, what I don't, I haven't done enough research to know, who mm-hmm. leaked this audio? Was it him? I mean, clearly it was him. Um, they're not sure how it Okay, yeah, I love when that happens. Uh, yeah, it's, it's unclear how the video became public. So basically, D'Angelo Russell sent it to somebody... And that person leaked it or D'Angelo Russell leaked it or whatever. And some, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like, whoops, my phone got hacked. Like, you know, yeah. but also like <laughs> just, okay. Let's imagine a scenario where you're in the workplace with someone because that's really <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah. You're in the workplace and you're having a personal conversation with someone and you record it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that already seems a odd. little odd. Yeah, a little, little nefarious in its intent. So then you take that. So let's say that coworker reveals mm-hmm. something incriminating, and you take that. And you're like, you know what I'm gonna do? Send mm-hmm. this to somebody else. Like. I know, I know D'Angelo Russell is 20 years old, mm-hmm. but I think the, I mean, 20 year olds are dumb. Yeah. 20, 20 year olds are definitely dumb, but you know, he's also a 20 year old in a professional sports league where, you know, the, the, the locker room is treated pretty sacredly. Right. Right. And, you know, which is why all of these other uh, former athletes are coming out, you know, and they're, you know, the steam is coming out of their ears like cartoons. Right. Because it it just seems like such a crazy violation. Um, the, the workplace, I don't know, the workplace uh, situation aside, it, it, it's kind of nefarious, you know. I mean, it's shitty. Like, uh, it's, <laughs> it is probably one of the worst things you could ever do to someone is to secretly record them saying something incriminating and then leak that. Somehow either send that to someone or leak it directly. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the thing, though, that I... The thing about being a dumb 20-year-old is that D'Angelo Russell is a dumb 20-year-old in the year 2016, which means mm-hmm. he grew up with, with this kind of 24-hour news cycle, mm-hmm. with social media, with all of these things. He never grew up in a time where... He wasn't, like, alive and, you know, absorbing information in a time where the internet didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you could fall back on, well, I didn't know, is... Just that has no that holds no water, no, right? Like someone like you or I who grew up in a time 
where, I mean, I was a pretty early adopter to the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think I have more of an understanding of what, what happens when something gets on the internet. Like the idea that you cannot undo it. Like once a file is copied, it can be copied over and over and over and over and over again. I, um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, my issue with it is, you know, you know, you say, you said the thing about, oh, being in the workplace and recording mm -hmm. your coworker saying something. So mm -hmm. I, I think here's, here's something that probably almost always resoundingly happens in any kind of workplace. Mm -hmm. Someone says something shitty to you in a meeting yep. or in a situation, and then you tell a person that you trust. Mm-hmm in the workplace or your partner, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And you, you're like, listen to what Chuck said to me. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe the gall of this person? You know? Right. Um, and, and I'm sure that that probably happens in professional sports too. You know, someone like, gets a little out of line in the locker room and then they go home and tell their partner Swaggy Peace probably told stuff to Iggy Azalea a time or two. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, things like that naturally, you know, those kind of things then naturally leak out. Right. But it's so, that is so much different and I think a little bit more forgivable. If you're just blowing off steam to your partner, it's like, one thing right. but you're recording someone without their knowledge yeah yeah like getting information out of them that could be potentially damning for them right right and then either putting it out there yourself or sending it to someone who is less than trustworthy that i i think it's it's super apples and oranges you know yeah because everybody's done the one thing. Well, yeah, and, and of may, course. And maybe, and, and maybe didn't have uh, ill intentions with it, but, you know, maybe sometimes that comes back, back on you, sometimes it doesn't. But I don't see how secretly recording someone ever <laughs> seemed like a solid idea unless you were watching, you know, a movie about... I mean, look at the Nixon administration. That didn't turn out cool. <laughs> I would say, yeah, that turned out considerably not cool for everyone except, uh, you know, Carl Bernstein and... Uh, yeah, Woodward. Yeah, Bob Woodward. Word so, Woodward. Uh, I think... And, I mean, the Democratic Party. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, I just think... So, workplace aside, I mean, that, that's one thing. But let's say... Because the other side of this is that those two are teammates and purportedly <laughs> friends. Yeah. Then, and so it's even worse. So that's, what's even worse about this is that the idea that you would be friends with someone or, you know, acquaintances and you work together and whatever working aside, this is what's insane to me that you would record someone who is your friend and then that person is not your friend, clearly. Clearly you hate that mm -hmm. person on some level. Um, because it just is, why would you ever do that? Like, I can't name a time that I would ever find it acceptable to 
record a conversation with a friend of mine? No. I mean, I guess we record these, but I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah, but we're like, <laughs> we're like talking shit about Matt Barnes. We're not like, do you know. You know who would be so pissed by this? Matt Barnes. Uh, did you see he, he had a comment on it? Of course. He took it to Instagram. You know he did. You know he did. <laughs> this was not going to go on. I mean, shout out to Bajoli Shah, who I saw this tweet and I was like, thank God someone's getting Matt Barnes, making sure Matt Barnes takes <laughs> publicized. So Matt Barnes uh, immediately out there with a photo of Derek <laughs> Fisher at a press conference. Hmm. Derek Fisher be like, what guy code did Russell violate? <laughs> Uh, folks got the game so ass backwards these days, you don't know who to trust. On a lighter note, I had to post this shit. was too funny to let slide. <laughs> Matt Barnes, he was ready. He was at the ready to comment on this. Um, so, you know, that, yeah, a Lakers sex scandal past Matt Barnes? No way! He loves it. <laughs> Meltdown, Matt. Hot take. Nah. Uh, but, I mean, in that, in, in, you know, Matt Barnes' hot takey land, that's pretty mild. He could have gone mm-hmm. a lot harder. But, yeah, yeah. I just, I, it's unbelievable to me. Well, and I, I, I think what, you know, I, being a dumb 20-year-old, doesn't it's not going to cut it anymore because no. everyone is from you know people that future rookies to the veterans this is going to he's going to carry this throughout his career as being kind of a dishonest dude oh yeah i mean that is that is like the I mean, biggest scarlet letter I, because this is the this is the repercussion of that not mm-hmm. only is this happening in a 24 hour news cycle where it gets spread like wildfire, but it doesn't go away. Like everyone, there's no way for anyone to accidentally miss this story and not know about it. Like everybody in the organization knows about it. So no matter where you go, like you got, uh, you got a hefty penance. Like how would you trust that dude? You don't. And, and I think he's already kind of getting, getting his just desserts from it because, you know, he'll sit down. He, they're not eating with him during the team lunches. It's like straight up like school. Wow. Like nobody, nobody wants to sit with him. I mean, and that, that sucks. And mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine being 20 and like having all my friends or all of my coworkers just like, you know, freeze me out like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But that, I mean, you did, you did it to yourself. Yeah, he definitely did it to himself. So whether or not, I mean, at least he's on a team that's most likely getting bust, that's going to be busted by the end of this season, you know? So maybe he'll stay a Laker, Swaggy P may go off somewhere else. Yeah, um, but but this team's most likely going to be torn up pretty bad. So, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, and we already knew that was going to happen anyway, so I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it, it's going to follow him if he goes somewhere else, but, you know, maybe uh, maybe a lot of the dudes who are mad are going to go elsewhere. I feel like D'Angelo Russell has a has a career in China coming. I feel like yeah. that, you know, like that seems... You know they don't have they don't have they have a different internet there, so they they might not know about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, a classic Marley Marl put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself situation. <laughs> like I I just that was so I just don't understand the motivation to do that and how you ever thought you would come up on top. Yeah. So. I mean, do you really like Iggy Azalea? I don't. I don't know. I don't know the motivation <laughs> for something like that. Um, it's weird to me. Yeah, I. He will. Poor thing. Yeah, I mean, I. I guess the one silver lining is that. The Lakers are so bad. It's not like this is a distraction from any kind of playoff run, or you know what I mean. No, it's just like it's just a distraction. I mean, a major distraction. It's just a major distraction. All it's really taking away is uh, more of Kobe's glow in the sun as he uh, flies up to have his wings burned off. <laughs> wow, so dramatic. <laughs> This is intense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something, I guess. Um, but really, but in the end, yeah, nothing. What the Lakers got beat real bad the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, against are you against are you gonna Jazz. go somewhere? Are you going to go somewhere special for Kobe's last game? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, I, I just imagine that there would be, you know, like when we first got to Cleveland the day after it was announced that uh, LeBron no, was coming back, everywhere. and we already heard that they were going to be like LeBron barbecues. I just imagine, like, in L.A., his last game, there's just going to be parties throughout the cities. I mean that sounds the city. that sounds fun. I I don't know. Um, isn't their last game against the Jazz too? Mm. Their last home game this season. Yeah, it is. Whoop. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, historic loss. So that'll be fun for the Jazz. I when I saw that, I was like, man, are the Jazz like secretly good? And I just have been. Trash talking them, <laughs> beat the Cavs. I mean, not that it was hard to beat the Lakers this season, mm -hmm. but historic loss. Wow. Um, oh yeah, that's the last game. Is uh, Kobe's last game is ten days from today. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I guess I'll watch it, but it seems kind of. I was just wondering if you were hearing any, you know, Kobe tribute barbecues on the local hip hop stations. I'll keep you. I'll keep you posted if I do. Mm -hmm. um, clearly, I was much more in tune with what was going on in Cleveland. You know, 
how many years ago was that? Two years uh, ago? Two yeah. years ago? So, um, I imagine that something, I mean, there's going to be something, especially for, like, all the people who, <laughs> all, the, all the StubHub users that got screwed out of, you know, the tickets mm -hmm. that they bought and everything else. So, um, but I don't know. I'll look into it. I'll report back. Report back on special Kobe barbecues, the car the Kobe barbecue circuit in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, because the Lakers have been like a non-entity this season, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of weird to go out this way because you're just like, okay, well, bye. Yeah. Thanks so long, and thanks for all the fish, Kobe. Um, but yeah. Um, that aside, speaking of old, deluded old people, Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> Scotty Pippen mm. out there, out there with hot takes. So we've talked about, we've talked about this, the Warriors, you know, quest for 73 or whatever. I don't know what's, mm -hmm. what it's called at this point. Um, mm -hmm. and what I think I missed in our initial kind of discussion about all of this was the hyper defensive reactions from 90, 95, 96 Bulls players. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting, right? Because, you know. The I, I, I don't know what the, the correct thing would be to do is to be gracious mm -hmm. when, when you know, a, another team is approaching uh, beating your record. Mm -hmm. or, or, do you, or, or do you take Scotty's route? Yeah, do you go full old man yells at Cloud and just really say crazy stuff to the press? So... Um, the, uh, Scotty said in a recent interview, if the, if there was a hypothetical series between the 2015, 2016 Warriors and the 95, 96 Bulls, that the Bulls would sweep the Warriors. <laughs> okay. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> we got 20 years in between these two teams. So this hypothetical is already insane. Um, I mean, what? and, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but it, it definitely no. sounds like a Chuck Klosterman question. It, it's, like a, it's like a Simmons-Klosterman kind of dialogue yeah. question, but it seems more crazy than usual to me for some reason. Well, I mean... I think it's different. So if this were a discussion that Simmons Klosterman were having, mm -hmm. they're they're just I don't know making time on a podcast. Well, yeah, they're just getting into an interesting hypothetical discussion. Yeah, being um, outside, not having been on either one of those teams, but having watched both teams. Yeah, yeah. making up not not having an emotional connection to it, right. or, or or at least a direct emotional. Connection. Right, right. Not having been an active participant on either yeah. one of those teams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, it is a little old man yells at cloud, but I also think it's uh, a little, you know, 
those dudes were hyper competitive. Right. Yeah. I hope they never lose that intensity. Yeah, I hope they never lose that intensity. So I, I, I can't imagine, you know, I don't imagine that goes away. You know? Right, right. I just think it kind I, of I comes off as a like, bad look. It just seems oh, like kind I, of yeah, a bad look I definitely look think it's a bad look. I mean, <laughs> that could be something that you tell people. Right. You know, when you're playing hyper-competitive, you know, $5,000 uh, competitive golf rounds, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like that, that, yeah, he could be like, yeah, Jordan, Jordan could defend Clay Thompson and I'd smoke curry, da 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 Yeah. And then, you know, smoke a cigar and have right. a Mai Tai. Right, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're out at the, at the club or whatever and you're having this hypothetical conversation. But, uh, Scotty took it even further, Bulls in four. Mmm. Okay. All right. I mean... There's there's no way to really refute these statements, which is also <laughs> what makes them crazy to me, because it's not like it's it's you know, it's just like your opinion, man. So what <laughs> so like what That's why I guess it comes off as so weird to me, because it's like, yeah, if I played for the ninety five, ninety six Bulls, I would be like, Yeah, no one could have ever beaten us because they didn't really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean but, and but. I just like the hyper-defensive, now that we're getting closer and closer to the possibility mm-hmm. of this happening, I I really, I find it funny. I know I shouldn't be like, ha-ha, but I find it funny that, like, these old heads are, like, rearing up to be like, yo, no, we would have beat them. Don't even worry about it. Like, that's what seems weird to me. And yeah, funny. do you think, do you think if the Warriors beat it, that... Jordan will just go full on insane and like burn down a Hanes factory. Or <laughs> I don't think Jordan's going to say shit about it. No, I mean, yeah, I think Jordan, probably not. But, I, but it's kind of funny that the closer they get it, it the, the statements start getting, start popping up. So right. it'd be funny. I think maybe it would be gracious of Jordan to say something after, but I, I don't know if he's got that in him. I don't believe Jordan is particularly gracious, so I don't really think that's going to happen. But I also think that Jordan is, I think Jordan has the belief that he is so far above the fray mm-hmm. and untouchable that, like, even if they beat that record, he's just like, whatever. Like, he, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm still Michael Jordan, so, like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't know. We can, 20 years from now, have another conversation about, you know, Steph Curry versus Michael Jordan, I guess, when we see mm-hmm. what happens in the next 20 years. But I just don't think that Jordan would even deign to comment because he's just like, I'm busy making bucks off Hanes, you know, flat collar t-shirts or whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, until they, until... Until some ad agency comes up with a better phrase than, like, be like Mike, I don't really know what anyone else is going to do. So, um, but, yeah, I, I mean, Scottie Pippen. Smell like curry. Ew. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work on it. That, I, was, yeah. that was just... That yeah. was just a first try. This is a trust tree. You can't start like, workshop ideas immediately. Start workshopping your <laughs> material right now. Um, 
I just think, I just... I, Gotta workshop it. Scotty Pippen, man. I mean, I respect him, but pff, what a goof. Um, yeah, I... It's also that, like, I have to believe, too, that it's these kind of comments are spurred on by the media, and also that it's, like, that quest to forever stay relevant. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You well, to... and then I wonder, it's just, like, did Scotty Pippen... You know, call a press conference to say this. No, he or was at some was event. He or is he at just some like charity event? And they were like, they were like, Mr. Pippen, do you think you guys could have beat the Golden State Warriors? And he, he was, was like, at an event. He was yeah. at an event. He didn't call a presser for this announcement. This wacko yeah. announcement. He was at an AT and T event in Houston. That's okay. that's where this took place. Um, yeah. But the headline is. Scottie Pippen says 95-96 Bulls would sweep Warriors. So, clickbait, and I was like, I'm in. I read it. So, <laughs> uh, it's just a weird... I well, it, it, it's really weird when, you know... <laughs> it's weird when you're actually asking Bill Simmons questions of the people who are actually in the sport. You know what I mean? Right. It's one thing to have talking heads pontificate about it it's yeah you know we wouldn't have this podcast if that wasn't part of the deal but yeah but i think that yeah i think it's weirder to i mean what was scotty pippen gonna just be like no i think they would beat us like that seems all that seems yeah. just as it just as insane to me it's like you know, actually, I, I've watched them play, and we, we're trash in comparison. I, I concede we would have lost. Like, I, that just, that's, that's as nuts to me as the idea that he would be like, Bulls in four. Like, it, it's all crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a 20-year gap hypothetical. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's, yeah, that's Simmons fodder to me. That's not for <laughs> Scottie Pippen. But, hey. He's out there. He's talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of hypotheticals, um, yeah. my other favorite one from this week was uh, Stephen A. Smith coming <laughs> out there with the bold statement that uh, LeBron is stuck in Cleveland until he wins a title, and if he left, it would be a disaster for Cleveland. Well, it's just, you know, and news at 10. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't know. Stephen A. His takes are always like <laughs> clouds are white, you know. Yeah. Well, also, I just. I mean, Cleveland will be fine. Like it's not as if it's not as if LeBron leaving would be. I I feel like if that happened, Cleveland would just be like, "Yep, like <laughs> there's no." Like, Cleveland sports history is so brutal that there's nothing... What else could possibly happen? Someone was asking me the other day if I was a Browns fan, and I was like, well, I'm from Cleveland, so yes, but also I don't really watch football. Mm-hmm. But, like, that team is such a garbage fire. Such a garbage fire. But, like, no one's going to be like, you know what? I'm not going to watch the Browns anymore. It just doesn't happen because that's mm-hmm. who's there. So uh, this idea that it would just be a disaster is, I mean, it would suck. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, it's fine. Everything will be fine. Those 
four years that he was gone were pretty dark, but... Well, but truthfully, uh, I think uh, if he were to leave, would things be bad for Cleveland? Yeah, probably. But I, I think things would also look a lot worse for LeBron, too. Because, yeah. uh, you know, not to get back to advertising and marketing, but, you know, he's kind of uh, put all of his uh, eggs in all of the perver- the one proverbial basket, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, But I also think that he manages to still say these provocative things that people are like, oh, like when he said that it would be great if he and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade and whoever, Chris, who I don't remember, Chris <laughs> Bosh or somebody else, oh, no, Carmelo, our friend Carmelo, <laughs> could all play together someday. And I was like... Uh, yeah, that sounds like a cool, cool pickup game in heaven. But. Yeah, it's called the All Star Game. So yeah. I, I, I was just like, that exists. Like, when are? Can you imagine a team made of Chris Paul, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron? Yeah, like, and I'm sure it'd probably suck. I just, I, I was just like, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's like the conversation where you're like, you know what would be cool to work with all of my friends? Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome because friends are cool and spending more time with your friends is cool. But this is back to that workplace thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, and I've had jobs where I've worked closely with good friends and they became my friends, but there are even days when you still wanted to just throttle them and end them at work because, you know, a project went off the rails, you know, Chuck right. said something. Chuck always, always Chuck saying always stuff. fucking it up, you know? God, Chuck, why you gotta be like that? So, yeah. But, I, so, yeah, so uh, it's, even if you work with all of your best friends, it's still work and it's still you know, you're still put in stressful situations. Right. So it's not, you know, the fun, like, beach time, drinking (laughs) Mai Tais that you might think working with your friends might be. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of why when I hear all of these, you know, kind of comments about, like, wouldn't it be great, blah, 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 just like, no, work (laughs) is still fucking work. And, I mean, and professional athletes have arguably – some of the best jobs in mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I'm sure that it becomes a grind at some point. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens when that super team comes to pass. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Chris Paul not playing on the uh, Olympic team, mm. uh, it's a loss for eye beautiful eye gazing for everyone. <laughs> mm. Um. So that's, I saw that, that came across the wire this week, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, there will be a time in Cleveland that LeBron doesn't play anymore. Like that's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen at some point. I don't know when that is. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's what I don't quite understand about this whole trajectory. Like, you know. So Stephen A is giving his opinion about how it'd be disastrous for LeBron and disastrous for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And and I, I do agree to 
some extent that it's going to be uh I think it'll it would be more dire for LeBron because, you know, is he going to he has to win a championship. I, I mean, I kind of agree. He kind of has to win a, a championship with Cleveland or he's going to come back home and make another big media splash to then leave to go play with all of his best friends. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I just... And then retire in Miami, retire in L.A., retire, you know, whatever. Like, do do the... Uh, or go play somewhere else for a few years and then pull a Kevin Garnett. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I... I have no idea what will happen. And it's kind of one of those things where I'm just like, if I spent too much time thinking about it, my head would explode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not worth... After what happened, to me, like, expending the energy to worry about what LeBron is going to do all the time is like, I can't handle it. I got too much other shit to worry about. But <laughs> the, but I guess... I, I think I resent the idea that he's stuck in Cleveland when mm-hmm. it was his decision to go back. Yeah. You know, like he he has the agency to do whatever he wants. He's LeBron James. Mm-hmm. If he wants to go play somewhere else, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not like he's got to stay there. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. If he wants to go play with his buddy Dwayne Wade and baby roll across the court, then that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Do I like that? No, but am I him? No. So I just, I, the idea that you would pin the idea that someone is stuck somewhere because they opted to go back there is. Oh, well, I don't agree that he's stuck. Yeah, but that I, was the I, I think it just doesn't make, I, I don't agree that he's stuck. He could do whatever he wants to do. I, I just think, you know, it. You think that it, in the court of public opinion, it's a bad move to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Which I agree, it is. Because you had this whole redemption of writing the letter, putting it in Sports Illustrated, talking about Cleveland, blah, 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 or Northeast Ohio, sorry. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think it's also a, also a bad look. But it was a bad look the first time. So it's, I, you know, I don't even know if I would be surprised. I don't even know if I would at this point. I, and as I said, when I heard this, I was like, well, you know, Cleveland made it through the first decision. Things weren't mm-hmm. great. I wasn't like, woo, it's so fun to see them win 16 games a season. Like, that mm-hmm. sucked. But this idea that I think this is the thing that I struggle with because I do it, but at the same time, I wish I didn't do it, which is putting the um, putting all of this Cleveland's you know, sports history, the possibility of winning a championship, blah, 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 all on LeBron's shoulders. That Cleveland's sports integrity, integrity as a city, lives or dies by what LeBron James does. He's one guy. Yeah. I mean, he is the best basketball player currently, closely being, you know, challenged on that currently, but (laughs) he's one guy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So whatever. I mean, this narrative is going to continue forever. So I don't know why I also why we're also talking about it because it's just like a you know a Mobius strip of a conversation. Yeah. Um, speaking of random things, though, did you happen to see that New York Times piece about um, how about the management of the Warriors and since the Warriors are owned and managed by you know like old white tech bros, like how that management style has influenced their performance. Did you see that? No, it's really long and I didn't get through the entire thing, but I, but I have to laugh because the, when I saw like the lead, it was, you know, (laughs) something to that point where it was just like, you know, tech, tech guys running the warriors. Hold on. Let me find the lead while we're talking. Cause otherwise I'm going to botch it. And then it's going to ruin my whole comment. Um, (laughs) Let's see. It was this whole story about the guy who owns the Warriors. Um, okay, so it's called What Happened When Venture, Venture Capitalists Took Over the Golden State Warriors. Um, after racking up a historic NBA season, the team's owners, most of them from Silicon Valley, think their management style deserves some of the credit. Are they right? So it's really long, and it's about uh, Joe LaCobb, who's the majority owner of the, mm-hmm. uh, the Warriors. It's mostly about him, but then it's obviously about, like, you know, other old white mm-hmm. tech bros. And I was like, man, of course, <laughs> old white men got to get in there and be like, well, we're responsible for this. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand that there's a lot of mechanics into making a great NBA team. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But in the end, doesn't it really come down to the performance of the players on the court? Yeah. I mean, it comes down to the players on the court. I think it comes down to your coaching staff. I think it comes down to your GM, you know. So basically what they're saying is we're really good at picking people. Yeah. Like that, that's their claim at best. Cool. I read Moneyball too. Like I, you know, I just, it, I haven't gotten through the entire thing, but this idea I mean, I think you know my feelings about, like, tech bros already. <laughs> and this idea that they would come in and try and steal some of that thunder or take responsibility for the success of this team almost pissed me off to the point that I didn't really want to read through the entire piece. Yeah. I was just like, uh... I, I, to me, I just don't see... How taking yeah. credit I mean, for that you, is... You, you can't really project manage a basketball team. Right. And it's not it's not a startup that you're investing... You know what I mean? I just... Mm-hmm. Oh, it made me so mad. It's making me mad again. I just... Uh, I just Makes you miss the days of Mark Cuban. <laughs> oh, I just bristle at the idea that... You would... Yeah, take credit for the... And I mean, this is a much deeper issue and I haven't gotten through the whole piece, so I don't know if this is touched on, but the Mm -hmm. idea, this is some, this is some deep college level, like sociology type shit, but the Mm -hmm. idea that a group of rich white men would try to take credit for the work of a lot of young black men's work, ah, makes me want to scream, makes me... Oh, man. Whew. That is some third rail level shit for me. 
<laughs> I was just like, I can't even look at this. Like, I, so, <laughs> I, I just, I can't with that. Mm-hmm. I can't. Clearly, yeah. it's making me angry. I'll send you the piece so you can read it, but just the idea. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll uh, read and assess and let you know my level of rage. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was clearly terror level red. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure just on paper, I'm sure just the description of it, I, I feel like I would be. Uh, emotionally compromised yeah. it, it uh, because again I kind of go back to <laughs> I don't know I feel like I can already kind of write a little summary of this article it's we're good at picking people which is such a like we're really good at personality management like I like you know just yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure someone shared this on my LinkedIn. I'll find it. Oh, I'll find it. But yeah, it just... And obviously, some of my opinion is directly attributed to how all of this is phrased. Mm-hmm. But I have to go through the whole piece so I can either increase my rage or mellow out a little bit. I have a feeling it's going to be the former and not the latter. But Well, yeah, I mean, and you could say it's like a little microcosm of everything that's kind of going out with going on with Silicon Valley expanding out into Oakland and, yeah. you know. Yeah, the fact that Oakland is the fifth most expensive city to live in in the United States right now, Oakland. What? Like, uh, tech bros. Woo. Um... It's funny, I watched, this is totally not related, but I watched uh, Fuller House yesterday, finally got through the whole thing, and... uh, I have not, I have not uh, crossed that bridge. Well, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't say it's not worth watching. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It, of course, has its flaws, as any sitcom does, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it... Did they say the Olsen twins just died? Like- no, 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 no. There's several instances. A, there's a, sh- there's a, they call them out in the very first episode because everyone's like, oh, where's Michelle? And they're like, oh, she's busy running her fashion empire in uh, New York. And then they just break the fourth wall and stare at the screen. So that's funny. I was like, yeah. that's a nice, mean way to handle that. And then... In a later episode, like the second to last episode of the season, mm-hmm. um, there's a bachelorette party for one of the characters. I won't divulge who. I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. And they drunk dial the uh, Mich- Michelle, if you will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, is it too late? It's going to be 5 a.m. in New York. And then they're basically saying her catchphrases to her on the, on the drunk dial. <laughs> So it was, I mean, I thought that was a clever way to uh, poke at them. Apparently they're going to be, there's, it was renewed for a second season. Great news. Oh my God. Great news. And apparently the Olsen twins are going to be in season two. But. Whoa. Yeah. Believe it. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be recurring or, you know, who knows, guest appearance. I don't know. But uh, what's funny to me, and the reason I'm bringing this up is not just so I can espouse my knowledge of Fuller House. <laughs> Uh, but it's because obviously the show takes place in the same house in San Francisco, 
that it originally took place in, you know, mm -hmm. 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I don't know. How long ago? 91? When did that show start? And the idea, there's not really a lot of commentary about San Francisco um, as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I don't really expect a sitcom to do any kind of commentary on what has happened in San Francisco over the Especially past 20 years. Especially Fuller House. I think that's asking a lot of Fuller House. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's like, you know, is Uncle Jesse going to be um, harassed by a tech bro in an episode? Like, how do they deal with that? I mean, I, I, I'm just going, I haven't even watched it. I think you're asking way too much of Fuller House. Like, Fuller House is never, I haven't watched it. I, it's not where I'm going for hard-hitting co commentary. I, 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 basically, I basically want Fuller House to be on the same uh, social commentary level as Frontline, and then I'm disappointed when it doesn't happen. Like that, oh, what, what is the... Um... <laughs> like the, the frontline voiceover dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden he like comes on and this is Uncle Jesse. But like, okay, so the thing is though, they move into this is a spoiler, but they move into the house, the old house, mm -hmm. which, you know, was a painted lady in presumably near Alamo Square. Um, mm -hmm. where, you know, whenever I go to Alamo Square Park, I comment, or whatever park that is, I don't know. I don't even know what park that is, because I don't know San Francisco that well. But it, to me, it's always like, oh, let's go to the Tanner's. Let's go see the Tanner's house. Mm -hmm. So the idea, so the original thing is that Danny is going to sell the house, because, spoiler, Danny's moving to L.A. And um, then he doesn't. He's like, oh, no, DJ, you and your children can live here. Mm -hmm. I mean... From a real estate perspective in San Francisco, that is, I mean, Danny is not trying to make a cash grab, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess he could, I, I don't know, it's been 20 years, maybe he, he like, paid it off. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you're just betting on the future, but the, I, I don't know, it was funny to me to, like, watch a show that takes place in San Francisco that's kind of super removed from what San Francisco actually is now. Like they go to a giants game and like one of them dates a giants player and you're just like, okay. Like they're at AT&T park. Hmm. Weird. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out there and say, I'm probably not going to watch Fuller house. <laughs> you're missing out. I, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't regret I don't it. Know. It, it kind of goes back to my whole thing where I, I'm, I want new stuff. Don't make Ghostbusters again. Don't make, don't make things I've already seen before. Oh. I liked it the first time with Bill Murray. It was hilarious. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want to see it with women? I mean. I'm fine with that because I'm like, this is going to be hilarious. I, I have high hopes, but then you know me. I'm always a little bit Eeyore about I know. Think going I into know. I know. And it's just like, are you, why would you, and not to, and I'm, I don't want to say that they're fucking with it or that they're, you know, that by, you know, making it an all female cast that they're somehow compromising the integrity of Ghostbusters. Exactly. It's like, if I said the phrase compromising the integrity of Ghostbusters, 
I, I think, you know, I would want someone to make fun of me. Yeah. Yeah. It would be um, me. Mm-hmm. Also, but, though, fuck Bill Murray. Did you see him at that Xavier game? Oh, yeah. I, I saw that, and I wasn't going to bring it up to you. Oh, I saw it, and I was like, what? It, what is this? You know, I, I, I love Bill Murray. He, he didn't go to Xavier. It he must did be one not. Of his, his One of his kids goes there. But this is, I mean, I... It was funny. When I, so I was in New York last weekend. This is a total tangent, but I guess it's sort of related. Mm-hmm. When I was in New York last weekend, we were talking about Bill Murray because we were talking about when celebrities die mm-hmm. and what happens, especially, it, you know, in social now. media. Yeah. And uh, Mark, friend of the pod, Mark, said that the day that Bill Murray dies is probably the day that he quits social media. <laughs> he was like... I will not be able to handle it. And I think Bill Murray is hilarious. I really, you know, I think the way Bill Murray has chose to live his life is pretty cool. But if there's one thing I can't stand in this world, it's a Xavier fan. And his <laughs> sad face when they got eliminated. And I was just like, get out of here with this. Ugh. Nothing worse than a bandwagon Xavier fan on top of it. <laughs> Like, oh, my son goes there. Okay. I mean, fine. That's, a, like, a valid reason. But, come Yeah, because I don't think he went to college. No, I don't think so either. And I know he didn't go to Xavier. I would have known that already. That's a, that's, a, that's a thing I would know. You know, I'm keeping tabs on anything Xavier does. Um, let, me, let, me, let me get to the bottom of this, because I looked it up. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. Um... Oh yeah, one of his sons uh sons plays there. Oh, he's a coach. Mm-hmm. He's a coach. He doesn't even play. He's a coach. <laughs> Ugh, even worse. So, yeah. Um But anyway, I I'm looking forward to the Lady Ghostbusters just because I it'll be funny. I hope. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. Yeah. I guess some folks are worried about how, um, oh shoot, I can't think of her name. The one who yells. Anyway, it's not. The one who yells. Yeah. She, uh, she plays the subway operator, I guess, in this one. Or in the lady one. Oh. She's on SNL. Um, I don't know. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Oh, 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 oh. What's the, what's the, 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 the hubbub is that, you know, she's, <laughs> they, they made the, all of the, other, all the white women are scientists, and then, uh, Leslie Jones is the MTA worker. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Gotta get that Frontline episode about that. Yeah. Gotta get that Frontline episode. Um, speaking Leslie of Leslie Jones plays. <laughs> speaking of TV... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch this yet, so we can't really talk about it. But I know you wanted to talk about it a little bit. So Blake Griffin was on Broad City. I heard he was really on Broad City too. Some shame level, <laughs> shame level appearance on Broad City. Yeah. Um. I. It was interesting. I. You know. Is he funny? I mean, I imagine he is. He's always funny. I mean, it is kind of funny, but I don't. No, that it, it's ha ha fun. What's the premise like, of him being on? 
you can it's not gonna spoil anything for me and most people have probably already watched it yeah so basically um the the setup is both abby and alana are trying to make a quick buck so they both (laughs) put that yeah yeah, so they both put their places up on an Airbnb-like site. Okay. And then don't have anywhere to stay in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically go to stay out all night. Okay, which is doable. And they crash this party at a club where Blake Griffin is at. Yeah, because he's suspended and he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Burn. Um, but uh, Alana um, gets into a conversation with Blake Griffin, and uh, I guess some sparks fly, and they end up going home together. Okay. Um, and uh, they kind of, but sort of, don't have a sexual encounter. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's and, why Blake uh, Griffin is naked. Yeah, and 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 uh, Alana is also um, nude. Mm-hmm. Everything's blurred out. Yeah. But it, it, it's mostly like goofy faces and like situational. Uh, but you said it wasn't. Uh-huh, it's, a lot, funny. it's a lot of. It's a lot of physical humor. I'm making it sound less funny than what it is. (laughs) But I I guess in terms of the canon of Blake Griffin being funny, I think this was a little bit more subtle. Okay. Okay. Because I I, I think uh, Alana kind of steals the scene like she kind of does. Okay. So usually how Blake Griffin is usually the person who's the, you know. He's the alpha. Yeah, he, he kind of yucks it up, you know, or can be a scene stealer. I think she she won the scene, basically. Well, I think that's, I mean, that's great. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll have to watch it. I heard. I heard. Yeah. I heard about it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't yet watched. Because Hulu, it's like a week behind or whatever, so you have to watch it on Comedy Central. I don't know. <laughs> Not great, but yeah, life's I, so I hard. Just buying the season on Amazon because oh, I'm okay. lazy. Okay, life's so hard though. You know, I can't watch a show when I want it. Uh, mm-hmm. So no life. Oh God. So yeah, did hear about that. So I'll get caught up eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm going out on a limb and saying it's not Blake Griffin's best work, but uh, I think that's that's probably okay. If Blake Griffin's best work is a cameo on Broad City. That's rough. rough. Rough going for his career. So, um, uh, I guess the one thing we have left to talk about is our little NCAA corner, which is rapidly yeah. coming to an end tomorrow night. Yeah, and, and like at this point, it's like, who, who cares? cares? I know, I know. UNC Nova, which, I mean, classic matchup. Yeah, it, it, it's also like, Derp, derp. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care who wins either. It just doesn't matter to me. Neither team is interesting to me, so I just don't care. Uh, Will I watch it? Probably, but... (laughs) Yeah. But I don't really... The end result is of no consequence to me. 
It'll just become yeah. something that in the future, when I try to remember who won what year, I won't be able to. So, um, yeah, I, I really, once, once my teams kind of fell out, it was hard for me to stay engaged, which is rare. Usually I'm in it till the end, but this time I couldn't do it. I think that Cincinnati loss really scarred me from the get. So, yeah, it, Obviously, I checked in with all of my people to make sure they were alive when their teams were eliminated, but <laughs> that was really it. So, and I can't, I, I have always hated Nova, and I really don't like UNC either, so, <laughs> cool. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, I think UNC is a little bit of a glory boy program. Yeah. So. Can you imagine how different our opinions would be if we had gone to one of those glory boy schools? We would hate people oh, like us for saying that different. stuff. I, I think I even applied to UNC. Mm. I did not. The fact that I... We kind of had this conversation with friend of the pod, Annie. Shout out to Annie. But mm -hmm. the, the, the reason that I'm even interested in college basketball at all is probably due to the fact that I ended up at Cincinnati. I could have, I mean, it was, yeah. it was like Cincinnati or art school. So I could have had a very different experience. Um, well, yeah, I think if you went to uh, a liberal arts school or if you didn't go, if you didn't have that sports, ex sports culture experience, let's say, mm -hmm. at your school. And I mean, and I know that other people probably have a less, I, I, I know Indiana fans or people who went to Indiana where it just, that doesn't click for them. Right. You know? Right. That, 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 that did not activate in their brains. Right. But um, I think for the majority of folks who go to uh, bigger universities, it does. And, you know, I, I can understand if you don't grow up somewhere, if you didn't go to one of those schools, or if you didn't go... Or if you didn't grow up somewhere where college basketball is life, mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, it's just like, oh, a bunch of teams play a single elimination, yeah, you know, tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure plenty of people went to UC and, like, couldn't care less about basketball. Mm -hmm. It just happened that I was exposed to it, and to your point, it, it clicked, and so I stuck, mm -hmm. you know, it's something I still care about. But, um, yeah, the idea, it's like one of those things where it's like, sliding doors where I'm like, this couldn't have happened. This could, it, there was a chance that this wouldn't have happened at all. Mm -hmm. It's just weird to think about, but you know, this kind of brings me, actually, this brings me to the thing that you had, you had sent to me that we were going to talk about, which was the last thing that we planned on talking about today, yeah. which is having to dis defend your sports fandom as a woman. Yeah. I love this topic. So fun. Yeah, and and I know that we've uh, talked about it a few times, but I thought it was kind of, I thought it was a funny story because you know, I know that we're celebrating uh, opening day uh, today and Monday. Those oh. who observe are yes, yeah. So. For those who uh, observe, the, <laughs> the, for those who observe the the sport of baseball, it is a very important time in your lives. I understand. Yep. I was wearing a a Cleveland hat earlier because I wanted to go to this store and not wash my hair. Go tribe. Yeah, go tribe. Um, 
But but basically, I found it was on ESPN, and it, it was a screenshot. Uh, let's be oh. clear. It was yeah. on ESPNW. True. <laughs> well, but it was weird. I was scrolling in. This is how they get you, though. I was scrolling in my Facebook feed, and then it says S- ESPN. You know, uh, the headline, rea- woman's reaction to blah, blah, blah. And then I click on it, and then I get sent to ESPNW. Oh, ESPN throwing us a bone. Thanks. Okay. All yeah, right. so I, I was tricked. Yeah. <laughs> I was tricked into going to a, a site about sports geared towards me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Tricked. Yep, tricked. Um, but basically, it's a screenshot of this uh, woman's uh, screenshot of her uh, a text message exchange uh, between her and, I guess, a potential uh, suitor. Suitor, uh, Bo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "You say you like baseball. I've never." I've never met a girl who likes baseball. Okay, so let's let's go through this line by line because this okay. is what's fascinating to me. Does this guy go out in the world? Like, is this guy in a cave in an apartment somewhere and he's never interact? Like, I'm assuming if this guy likes baseball, he's mm-hmm. gone to a baseball game. Yeah, where there were probably women there. There might have been women there. Yeah, I think they might have been there. And I'm going to go out on an even crazier limb mm-hmm. and say there were probably women there who chose to be there because they enjoy the sport of baseball. Um, have you considered being burned at the stake for your hair? I, 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 every day, every day, every day. So, um, so, so that's what the dude said. And then she responded with a little asterisk and said, love, Great. His response. Okay, then. Name the NL East teams in the next 10 seconds. No Googling. Ready, go. I mean, I think I've told this story on this podcast, which is the, mm-hmm. the uh, Doctor Who name the last five doctor, or name every doctor since the beginning of the show guy, which yeah. is an anecdote that I know through someone else, but it's the same premise. Mm-hmm. Which is such a crock of shit. <laughs> but anyway, continue. Because this one has a happy ending, I think. Yeah. Um, and her perfect response was, it was nice to have met, and then in parentheses, S, mets you. I think you and can maybe, just read them. Yeah, just read them with the... Yeah, and maybe it was braves of you to ask this question, but it's somewhat insulting. I could fillies you in on the answer, but I'll have to pass. It seems to be a nationals problem with men trying to expose bonus girls for not being quote-unquote real sports fans instead of taking our word for it. But don't worry. You know what they say. There's other marlins in the sea. Boom! Yeah. I wish I could see that guy's response if he even had one, but mm-hmm. I also don't care. So, yeah. so uh, I guess this tweet went out on March 29th, uh, mm-hmm. and the lady's name is Megan Brown. Megan, we at basketball party salute you. Shout out to Megan Brown. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that that is. <sighs> mm. Mm. 
Well, welcome to our tribe of being monkeys riding bicycles. Yeah, I mean, whew. That's my favorite one, which isn't related to basketball, is tell me what offsides means. That is, I mean, that is like... <sighs> yeah, yeah, if you want to do a... Uh, uh, Abby Wambach got uh, cited for a DUI last night. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, yikes. Um, yeah, I just saw that. Drink driving. Oh, this is, I was like, why does it say that? And then I was like, oh, this is a BBC article. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that's, ugh, I love when people are making statements on Facebook. Mm. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Way to bring us down, Kim, after we were feeling good about that text. Yeah, sorry. Well, Downer you said offsides, and then yeah, well, inserting some sports news there at the end. God, <laughs> some women's sports news. Yeah, um, and I didn't even find it on ESPNW. Oh wow, that's shocking. <laughs> Shocker. Shocking. ESPNW, the ghetto that they created on ESPN for us. Thank you. Can't just be on regular ESPN. Got to have our own little hole tied in over there. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm not comfortable reading about sports on a men's website, so. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just... I'm glad that ESPNW exists. Don't get me wrong. I'm not angry about ESPNW. It's the fact that we live in a world where ESPNW has to exist. Well, yeah. Well, but I, I think it ESPNW has to exist because of the culture of because of the culture of name, name all of the baseball teams. Right, right. Yeah, I know. I know. This world's, you know, this world's ne- garbage. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. And I, mean, and I, I guess it was when, when we were uh, having our little rest on the bench, you know, Erin Andrews got her big settlement. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And, oh, this world. This mm-hmm. world. So... Um, well, that's all I really have for this week's, this week's party. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, well, I, I, I guess, uh, do you think they're, do you think Scottie Pippen's right? Are they? We got six <laughs> well, games. I, we got six games to know. Yeah. They have to go five and one in their last six to, to beat the record. I think it'll happen. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think so too. Even though they dropped that one to the Celtics the other night at home, which you know I love a little, little crack in the facade gives me a little tiny, tiny beacon of hope. But I think it'll happen. Yeah. So, and I think that's fine. It's been twenty years. I mean, if you know, nothing is canon to me that you know anything that something can't be challenged. So I think that mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Scottie Pippen's going to have to chill. But yeah. Man, we're we're in a brave new world of basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we got yeah we got two weeks left, a week and a half left of regular season, mm-hmm. and then it's party playoffs time. Yep, Woo! we're gonna we we should uh, do something fun for the kickoffs for the kickoffs. The kickoffs. Jesus Christ! For the kickoffs. <laughs> for the ki- kickoff, the playoffs. All right. We can think about it. So maybe we'll have some special guests on to talk to us. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't threadcasted somebody. The return, Maybe of, the return of Jeff Miller. Oh, possible. Jeff Miller. Jeff Miller. Jeff Miller. One, someone who is actively worrying about what LeBron's going to do all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jeff Miller, what a guy. Shout out. Shout out to Jeff Miller. So, Friend of the pod. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next week for uh, next week's basketball party. Yeah, I'll talk to you then. Bye, dude. Bye.